You're listening to the DBNN Good Business Podcast from the Digital Business News Network. Our mission is to uncover the heart and soul of good business by telling their stories, highlighting and sharing good practices, ethical approaches and innovation across the business, social enterprise and community company world. I'm guest host Drew Hendry and in this episode we're looking at the subject of good business and giving back. And we're doing that with Inverness Cart Raceway, a company designed around providing young people with new skills and future job opportunities. Listen on to find out why this happened. And I had one guy come in and he says, oh, I love this place. This is brilliant. This is fantastic. And it's a social enterprise. It's given back. He said, do you mind if I build a sculpture for you? I'm delighted to be joined on this episode by Peter Doherty and Holly Morrison. Thank you for joining us on this Good Business Podcast. Thanks for having us. Tell me a bit about uh, your business here. The, this uh, podcast is about getting to the heart of good business. Um, so we want to hear about about you. Tell us what uh, what took you on the journey to where you are now. What took us on the journey to our business? Well, um, our business is running go-karts. We are a social enterprise. Uh, we, our parent company is called Day One. They're a charity, a mentoring charity. And they help young um, adults um, that have maybe lost their way, um, we help them back on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, we give them a, I wouldn't say a lifeline, but we certainly we point in the right direction uh, with a mentor. And the idea is to be out of the neat category, um, that's not in education, employment, uh, or further training. The idea is for us to then, at the end of the year, uh, mentorship is to have a positive destination for these children to go into. Mm-hmm. So for us, Everness Can't Race, we funds that. Um, and for us, that's the driving force behind our business. What has influenced you to find yourself here then? Oh, gee whiz. Um, well, when I first started here, um, the business, uh, it wasn't quite open yet. It was just carts I had. Um, the business didn't have a track. Mm-hmm. Didn't have so when I came along, I was asked, I was volunteered and I was the engineering manager at Stagecoach at the time. Mm-hmm. And my pal Michael, he was the general manager. So he asked me to come up and help as a mechanic. So I got all his carts started, got all his... Um, help them run, well start the business really, get up and running. And then from there it was a case of Pete, can you come and help? <laughs> so it was fine, um, but then I took on more responsibility at work and I couldn't really, I couldn't give as much time anymore. So we trained a wee mechanic here and he did okay, but then that, um, it didn't, didn't pan out, it didn't work out very well. He just didn't have the experience or the, um, it's more the motivational skills he didn't have. So that was a bit of a shame. So I had to then uh, tell Michael I had to get a mechanic. And being a charity, every penny's a prisoner. Mm-hmm. So telling Michael to have to fork out a certain amount of money to, to have a mechanic mm-hmm. was difficult. So he then offered me a job. Um, and I said, I'm, I'm on a directorship course. That's where I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I don't know what to give that up. But then he gave me the, I call it the spiel. He gave me the spiel about the, the charity and what it does, how it gives back and how rewarding it can be. And I thought, well, I like the carts. Mm. I've been there for about a year. I was, at that mm. point, I was there for a year. And I thought, yeah. I understand it. I know the owners. I know Corn. I know Ed Wilson. I know Robert uh, very well. Got on really well with them. Um, and I like the I like the, the moral compass of the mm. business. Um, it kind of spoke a lot. It reminded me a lot about me when I was younger. So I thought, I do want to give back. So I go home to the wife and says, can we afford to do this? And she says, well, you're absolutely nuts if you think you're going to do that. <laughs> I said, well, we've got a wee one, we've got cars, we've got bills. And I thought, I know, but I'd be at home more. Our quality of life would be better. And we're, we're helping young, young children. And so we talked to her and said, yeah, let's do it. So, and we've done it. And, and well, here we are. So 
five years later, uh, I'm now the general manager running mm. the, running the show. And yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a long way away from buses. <laughs> and Holly, what motivates you most in the business? Um, I think I've seen the young people grow. Uh, we tend to employ people that it's their first time job, and they're young and enthusiastic. So seeing them come through the door, no experience, to then go on to bigger and better things mm. through the training that we can provide for them here yeah. and just the exposure to work really. The title of this podcast is uh, Good Business Given Back. Uh, so tell us a bit about uh, how Inverness Car Raceway is giving back. Hey, well, like I said, we're a social enterprise. Uh, we give back. We, we, um, we provide an experience here. We, provi- we pride ourselves on being five star. Uh, when we first opened up, we thought, how do we get to be the best in the business? And that's what it was always about. Be the best in the business. Give the best experience we possibly can. And that's what we've done with the charity as well. That's kind of a mantra. Uh, be the best. And if it could be better, it should be better. We've got our five star accreditation after eight months. Mm. Um, we've done well to keep up with our five-star accreditation. But it's bringing people in here, or customers in here, and giving them the journey, giving them the experience, mm-hmm. so that when they come here, they have, have, a good, have a good time. They leave having a great time. Mm-hmm. They go away to do whatever they're doing, and they reflect on it. Yeah. Um, and the idea is, if we can then create, like for example, our Facebook posts, if we can create some sort of memory that pings up in a year's time, and straight away the flashbacks, oh God, I remember we did this, I remember we done that, and that's the experience. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do to give back, for our, for our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, for the social enterprise, we also bring um, the mentees in um, and they race here. And it's a great way um, to break the ice. So imagine you're meeting a brand new young person that has lost their way and is kind of at wit's end, doesn't know what to do. The last yeah. thing they want to do is speak to a stranger. Mm-hmm. This is brilliant, a brilliant mm-hmm. place to bring people in. And then as soon as they start carting, they're on a different, they put the helmet on, put the suit on, they feel like superstars. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the race and they come back in and then all the talk about Recent and how he cut me up and how you know so you, you, you talked about the the personal challenges that you, you had faced to, to get this uh, set up in the first place. What what are the, the what were the real hurdles for the business to overcome for the uh, for you to get to where you are today? The hurdles for the business is it's a constant unknown. It's a constant. For example, we're coming to the budget season soon. We're going to make budgets for next year, mm-hmm. um, and it's the same every year how do we know where we're going to be? For the first three years, it was a honeymoon period, it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then it started to level off. And so making sure that the charity had money um, was always at the forefront. The bottom line is always at the forefront of every meeting we ever have. It's how we get on, how's the bottom line? What's coming back to the charity? What can we do with the charity this year? So that's always the biggest hurdle is, is the charity going to be able to fulfill mm-hmm. its obligations? Yeah. And are we doing that? And that's always mm-hmm. the biggest hurdle. And how important is it that your team members are invested in the goals of the, the business here? 100%. Yeah. Um, the yeah. team here are fantastic. Yeah. Um, we've got a, such a such a young team. This was a true testament to how we work. And I'll give you a wee example. It was uh, COVID happened. Mm-hmm. We were then shut down. We opened in May. I think mm-hmm. it was May the 3rd we opened. Yeah. And we found out that most of our staff were going to go to university mm-hmm. and go to college. So they were setting themselves up. So we had two weeks of staff and our busiest summer holidays <laughs> we've ever had. And I thought, oh, what the heck is going on? <laughs> so we had to very quickly hire a new duty manager. We had to then very quickly hire a new complement of staff. Um, we still had um, a good team behind us, a good structure here, but it was more than meeting the bones. And does the, the kind of word of mouth from people who've been here and worked here, does that help you to yeah. recruit? People think this is a, a cool place to work. Yeah. We're a safe pair of hands when it comes to coming here. Because people know it's, it's good fun. They get to race in the go-karts. One of the questions that come in, can I get a shot at the go-karts? Yeah. So, well, that's not really a question to be asking <laughs> in an interview. But, um, so, for us, yeah, 
It was, it was a busy, a busy, busy uh, July, but it was a busy July we were had. Yeah. Um, we're 100% over profit in yeah. July for a brand spanking new team, yeah. um, with maybe about five or six full-time marshals in there, um, helping them just kind of get. Does, Holly, does it give you a lot of satisfaction to see people develop and move through, even if it is a pain to manage? <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely does. Yeah. You, and you can see it, um, even just in their confidence. Mm. Um, sort of too afraid to speak to customers, and then suddenly they're doing briefings to big stag dudes of 20, mm. and just commanding the room. Mm-hmm. And that's a big, you know, mm. progression for them. Mm-hmm. It's important to say you don't let them drink here for the stag days. No, of course. This is part, part, of a, part of a day for them, maybe, yeah. they're, they're, they're very sober doing that. Um, tell us something people wouldn't necessarily know about your business. Uh, what would they not know about our business? Well, first thing they wouldn't know, a lot of people don't know, is that we're a social enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep kind of going back to the, the social enterprise uh, aspect, but they don't, they don't realise that also we teach... Um, is, that, is that quite unusual for this type of business, for it to be a social yeah, enterprise? Yeah, yeah. Normally, carton uh, businesses, they're owned by people who used to cart, professionally mm-hmm. or amateur um, kind of carton. Mm-hmm. We're kind of a, a niche market, where it's a mm-hmm. case of we're run by businessmen, mm-hmm. and who is main drive, is bottom line, and it's feeding a charity. So... <laughs> for that, it's uh, it could be difficult, but at the same time, it could be rewarding at the same time. Um, because you have a month like July, and you think, wow, this is brilliant. And then you could be looking at a month of September, thinking, oh, here we go, this is the downward spiral. But September's been fantastic as well. So we're just we're enjoying the gravy train, the train at the moment. And this is this is the <laughs> pandemic that's, uh, in a way, to thank for that. Uh, people have been cooked up in the houses for a yeah. long time and this is it now. I'll come to the pandemic and how you got through that, right, what okay. happened there in a wee second or two, but um, obviously your your business sounds like it's one that's of, by design got to be in a state of churn quite a lot of the time, You're, things are always moving. How do you learn and improve to, to keep pace with what your customers' demands are in that kind of environment? Well, we, um, we like to think we're the best the best in the current business, anyway, I wouldn't say the best in the business, but certainly the best in the current business. We surround ourselves with very good companies. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of sponsors on the board um, that help us, and they guide us. We take a lot of um, a lot of help from them. We also we listen to our customers. Our customers will come in and they'll tell us, Pete, that bit there could be, be, be doing would be better, mm-hmm. or can we change the track? And we changed the track in 2018. Mm-hmm. Because lots of customers says, you know what, could do with an upgrade. Okay, we'll listen to that. Mm-hmm. We'll take an upgrade. Um, we also listen to our staff as well. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, our staff are the key the key guys out there doing the job. And if there's an easier way to do it, I'm, I'm the first guy that'll say, yeah, let's make it easier. Let's make it more fun. You, you mentioned COVID a moment or two ago, and obviously everybody's had to get through the pandemic. It's been something we've all shared experiences mm-hmm. of. Has coping with your business coming through the pandemic, has it changed the way you work? Has yeah. It different ways of doing things? Yeah, it's, the pandemic's been really difficult. When we first started back, we didn't know if we were coming or going. We didn't know how many people were living in the building. We had to do risk assessments, mm-hmm. safe system work, um, and we had to keep updating that weekly mm-hmm. as, as the new legislation came out. So it was a bit of a rat race just to find out, are we allowed to be open? Mm-hmm. Um, different tracks down south were allowed to open, but Scotland wasn't allowed to open. So yeah. for us, mm-hmm. in this case, how do we Mm-hmm. Uh, get through this mm-hmm. um, and we kind of managed we we made it up as we went along we'd done our best to adhere to the rules um, 
we cleaned all of our touch points. Mm. We put new fancy um, cleaning apparatus mm. in, state-of-the-art cleaning apparatus, mm. to clean our suits and our helmets to make sure everybody was safe. Um, we, we bought different machines to clean all of our carts, to clean every room at the end of the night and in the morning. So, yeah, COVID has certainly changed our business and we're still doing it. Getting the kids to use equipment properly is another thing, right enough. Um, oh, gee whiz. But the good thing is, everything's clean. <laughs> you know, it's, I think it's the cleanest ever, ever, everything's ever been. So, it's good seeing that, but um, yeah, it has it, changed. It, it is worth reflecting that when you come here and see it, just looks like it's sparkling clean as well, which is, you know, not particularly what you might expect from a traditional kind of view of a go-kart of a go kart yeah. track, you know. It's, uh, but it is, it does stand out in that way. It, obviously, difficult uh, time dealing with the pandemic, and you've, you want customers back now. We all know about the importance of for businesses of marketing their business. What, what do you think is is the way forward for you marketing your business nowadays? Well, I'll let Holly take us up because Holly is. Uh, the, mar- the kind of guru of marketing here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think being ahead of the trends and things like that is important to us. Because um, we've got such a young team, they're really invested in our marketing as well, which is nice as being a charity as well. We obviously don't have a big budget for mm. marketing, so we have to be really inventive mm. of how, how to capture the attention of customers. So right now it's TikTok. Mm. Um, we set up a TikTok account. One of our marshals went viral. No. It's got 40,000 views the other day just on a, a go-kart and TikTok. So yeah, inventive and innovative is what we've got to do for our marketing to stay ahead of, mm-hmm. just to keep everyone interested really. Mm-hmm. And, and what impact has connecting more with your customers online uh, had to your business in terms of, uh, you know, you, you said you know, there's a viral effect and you, you've got a lot of exposure. In terms of actual visits, customer support, sponsorship, what, what, what impact has that had for you? I think people are more online um, and they're certainly looking um, at us before coming to the track. They're wanting to see what everything looks like. Also with COVID, just making sure that they're comfortable coming in. They would like to know what's through the door before they come through. So um, it's making sure we can show them that and put everyone at ease and then just get excited really for, for coming in. So we do, we have seen an increase in people an online presence, especially for online bookings. Mm -hmm. They've especially um, boomed since reopening. I want to turn to your team just now. From what we've been discussing so far, it's clear that, you know, your your team's really important to you. Um, Can can you tell us a bit about what you do to promote skills development and uh, do you have an example you could give us of your success in that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, I think well, Holly is a big success. We've got a few big successes here. Holly's certainly one. Holly started as a part-time receptionist, yeah, um, and then she went to full-time receptionist. She, she went to duty manager, and now she's an assistant general manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and she'll be taking my job very soon. <laughs> um, I don't watch. Um, so Holly's uh, come on a long way. Um, your background is um, events, event events, university, yeah, mm-hmm. and just started working here and just loved what we do really yeah. and seeing everyone come through and like I said before grow and um, it just, it's just a nice place to work so mm-hmm. developing skills is really important for us I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just, you, you, you got hooked into the I just got hooked, the business yeah, the, that's me that's four years later. <laughs> and, and how do you think investing in your team and you know getting that ethos going helps your business bring greater value to your customers? The the thing we do here, the thing we do really well, 
is that we have a lot of data to go through mm -hmm. and we kind of mine that data really effectively to know exactly where our customers are coming from. Um, we know exactly when they come in the door, we know where they're coming from, if they're a repeat customer, they've booked in before, mm -hmm. we know where they're coming from so we can chat to them. Um, the ones that do come in quite a lot um, were pals. I've always says have have a list of people, have a database of people and make pals with them. Um, the more times that somebody comes in, the more friends they become. And that goes from somebody that's a five-year-old going on a, a dual car to a seven-year-old who's given up his golf membership to come in and race in a go-car. Um, and so you have all walks of life coming in here. And you think, how's a 70-year-old man always got the fastest time at the track? <laughs> and then he's going away in his fancy new sports car. Um, <laughs> and then you get, uh, we had um, a few people in a few years ago and they came from um, South America. Mm. Um, and they were leaving. Um, they were kind of escaping the house and they just left mm. everything up and left. And the first, cave, the first place they came was here. Mm -hmm. They said, we just wanted a bit of fun. Mm -hmm. So we thought, what's, fuss on, what's fun in Inverness? And uh, due to our fancy online uh, presence, it's because everyone is cat raceway. Well, mm -hmm. let's go there, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. So, and then we chat for about an hour. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, um, I probably shouldn't say that I want to leave us to the end, but I'll talk about it now anyway. Um, when we first opened, about, well, maybe about a year after we opened, um, we had all sorts of people coming in, and it was brilliant. You know, it was like a honeymoon period, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was like big boys playing with the toys. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what me and Michael felt. Um, and we had one guy come in and he says, oh, I love this place, this is brilliant, this is fantastic, and it's a social enterprise, it's mm -hmm. given back. He says, well, I'm an I'm a art teacher in Plockton. Mm -hmm. And he says, do you mind if I build a sculpture for you? And he says, ah, of course. Mm -hmm. So then he brought that sculpture out, it's outside, that big mm -hmm. race car, so he said he built that for us, he took it the, down this, in his this car. This is the, the racing car sculpture <laughs> yeah. that adorns the entrance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lovely kind of metal... Uh, a bit rustic and... Rustic, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that you came down in his car one night and says, hey, you got built this, and I thought, oh, gee, was <laughs> okay. Clearly, you know, getting to know your customers, building a relationship with your customers helps you to kind of, as you've said, improve things and... And, uh, and develop things. It also helps you kind of direct how you, you promote your staff and so forth. It, nowadays, there's, there's a lot more conscious consumerism. So people, when they're looking to spend their money, are looking for uh, things that have got, you know, either good social value, good green credentials or whatever. Um, uh, you know, it, it seems clear that, you know, you, that social interaction you've got, the ability to say, look what you're doing for young people has helped your business. Is that fair to reflect? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the pandemic um, kind of showed that. When we shut down, um, there was a company called Fastline, they're the biggest mm. um, aftermarket car part supplier in the world. And um, Simon and a group of others, um, we decided we would do some sort of um, video feed mm. and attract more car uh, tracks. Mm. And we would try and do that around the world so we knew exactly what everybody was doing. So we had about 120 car tracks mm. around the world every, I think it was every Thursday, mm. doing a Zoom meeting. And it was fantastic to mm. see what everybody else was doing in the world and see what everybody was. And then we were taking that information and we're putting it onto our social media. So mm. we're still feeding information to our, our customers mm. and keeping them up to date. Mm. And I think if you were to just say that's a shut the door and not engage with them, mm. they might have come back and says, well, you know, you weren't there when we needed you. We yeah. needed, we, we were stuck in the house doing nothing. Mm. And for these guys that are stuck in maybe the tenements or the high-rise flats, mm. but they don't have gardens, mm. they don't have private gardens. Sometimes that's, that's something they're scrolling through the internet and they're seeing that, oh, that's brilliant. And it might yeah. reflect back to a good memory and they might have a good thought about it. Yeah. And it might take that wee bit of greyness away. 
And so that was something that I, I thought was really important. Whereas you had other companies where mm. they were they weren't doing that and they didn't come off very clever. Um, and even now they're they're mm. they're in kind of negative um, they're getting negative feedback. Yeah. One thing that would seem a, a difficult question, uh, you know, for a cart race we need to, to answer in the first instance, we're talking about conscious consumers, people making a choice on these things. And obviously one of the challenges that faces everybody just now is that of climate change. Um, how's your business meeting the challenge of climate change? Well, we're doing quite a lot with climate change. Um, we, what we've done is we want to meet our fans, uh, so they come on um, when the CEO monitor says, Details to come on rather than just putting the fans on straight away. So it saves, on the first year we've done that, we saved £11,000 a year mm-hmm. just with electricity and the fans. We've then automated our light system. We've taken half the bulbs out. We had a system there that was set for 360 lumens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're only needing 20 lumens. Mm-hmm. So we took half the lights out. So mm-hmm. saving a lot of money. We then changed the lights to LED bulbs as well. Mm-hmm. We, um, we've also put PRs um, around the business for all the lights to come on and go off mm-hmm. when nobody's in there. Um, we have also um, instructed our company to start giving us quotes, which we've now got, uh, to put uh, solar panels on the roof. We've got a massive big flat roof. Um, it's out of the way, it's out of sight, it's out of mind, nobody sees it. Mm-hmm. And so our plan is to put solar panels on the roof and have some sort of battery storage there and help us offset a wee bit of electricity. Um, we just got our ele- electricity renewal just last week and the scanner is, is at, uh, and it really is, it's an absolute scanner is that if we had renewed it two days before, we would have got 16 pence a unit. Yeah. And because of this pandemic with the fire over in France, it got up to 19 pence a unit mm-hmm. for the sake of two days. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee whiz. For us, it's penny pinching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's really difficult, so that's a hard one. But we also, um, I run a foundation apprenticeship here where mm-hmm. I teach uh, young children um, from high school um, foundation mechanics, so it's basic mechanics. Through that course, they learn how to um, repair a car, mm. maintain a car. We also build a kit car from scratch, mm. a road-going kit car, which is legally um, allowed to go on the road. Mm. And I would say it's a supercar. It's mm. a not to 16, um, three seconds, mm. give or take. So it's, it's a it's good fun. You've been in it. It's good, good fun. It's a, it's a, you can't get, your, get rid of your smile. But the good thing about that uh, foundation apprenticeship is we are adding in a green initiative, which mm-hmm. has been um, funded by Skills Development Scotland. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we're going to um, teach one cohort, um, uh, so one school, um, a class of 17, about um, their um, carbon footprint. What, what is their responsibility when it comes to being more carbon neutral or trying to be carbon neutral. We're trying to be a carbon neutral car, car, a carbon neutral carton facility. So how do we do that? And then the idea is to try and guide these children into thinking when they wake up in the morning, let's think about trying to be carbon neutral today. And that goes from how did the food get into the fridge? Mm-hmm. When they go to get their breakfast, how did that get there? It's not just about going to the shop and buying it, it's how did they get into the shop? And then go one step further, how did the truck driver get in? You know, so it goes all the way back and every, there's a chain of events and if you can just get one person to think smartly about it, think, well, I'm gonna make a change. Um, so because of this, um, this kind of pioneering um, thing we're doing here, it's a pilot through SDS. Mm-hmm. We've now, it's been picked up by COP26, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be showcased at COP26. Mm-hmm in November, so I've got a film crew coming over in a few weeks um, to film what we're doing here. So yeah, we're very green, we're very, we're trying to be very green. Um, 
we're trying to be carbon neutral. We're thinking about putting electric cars in. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that comes at a cost. Yeah. Um, so, but we're trying to be ahead of the curve. We're ring fencing money every month, um, just if that day comes when we have to take internal combustion engines out and put electric kits in, we can be in a stage or some sort of position where we can. It's feasible to do that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when it comes to green, we're it's the very first thing we mention when we have our directors meetings. Looking to the uh, future, obviously you've had a lot of young people have come through uh, this business and gone on to other things. What would you say to young people who are interested in getting involved uh, with you now? What would I say to them that wants to get involved? Um, I would say now that it's, it's, difficult, it's difficult to tell what kids want these days. It's difficult, but I mean, I still don't know what I want to do, <laughs> and I'm 41 years old, so when you say to children, okay, come along and be a mechanic, oh, I think that'd be brilliant, and they come along, they play with the tools, they learn how a car works, and their mind just expands and it opens, yeah. um, and you see this young person that didn't have a clue what to do, all of a sudden have some sort of idea of where they want to go, mm -hmm. but it also, it's a twofold, it can also bring somebody that thinks they want to do this kind of job and then realise well, it's not quite that I want to do, it's this other side of the business mm -hmm. I want to do. So it could save a lot of um, heartache and pain of having to fulfil maybe a, a four year apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem with um, the mechanical industry these days, mm -hmm. is that you'll see an apprentice coming in, all full of, um, full of kind of cheer and happiness when they get the apprenticeship, they go into it and then after about a year it's case it's not what I wanted and they quit. But then that college course has now gone. So what's next for your business? I mean, what's the, what's the potential growth area for you? The foundation apprenticeship for me yeah. is where the business is going to grow. Um, M&S Car Raceway is, is getting busier and busier every day um, and the staff and the team are fantastic. But for me, where I want to grow my business is in the foundation apprenticeship and work more with the schools to then try and get these children into more sustainable employment and they're actually going to stay in employment and have a positive journey. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners about the next car race? It's good yes. fun. That's yes, great fun. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, it's, it's, being here, it's, it's not like working. It's um, it's like coming in and having a hobby. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so versatile. One day, you could be cleaning the toilets. Next day, you could be testing go-karts. Yeah. The next day, you could be pulling weeds. The next yeah. day, you could be painting the ceiling. Yeah. Well, today um, the same. And then the next day, you could be driving a five-year-old round the go-kart track and he's saying, faster, faster, faster. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go faster. Okay, I, I, how can listeners uh, connect with your business online or in person? You mentioned TikTok earlier. What, what, what ways can people get involved? So there's many ways. We're on pretty much every platform out there. Um, they can contact through uh, Facebook, TikTok, um, and what do they, what do they search for when they're... So they're searching for Inverness Cart Raceway, yeah. mm -hmm. Cart in Inverness, things to do in Inverness, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and then we'll, we'll come up. And your website, uh, what's the address for that? Yeah, it's invernesscartraceway.co.uk. .co.uk, so really straightforward yeah. for people who want to get in touch with Finally, this, this podcast is about getting to the heart and soul of good business. What's at the heart and soul of Inverness Cart Raceway? The heart and soul of Inverness Cart Raceway is the children. Mm -hmm and what we give back to the children, uh, what we give back at the charity, what we give back when it comes to employing um, these young children come through the door. Some of them don't have a job, they've never had a job, this is the first job. And an example, when we're taking these children on, um, we think as an employer, you're bringing these children on, their parents would have polished them off, sent them in, and they know generally how to take care of themselves. 
But the first job I gave one of our marshals at the end of the night was going load the dishwasher. So when I came in the next morning, seeing all the cups up the top, round the wrong way with the knives and forks in the top, <laughs> I thought, right, okay, clearly this one's not completely polished. <laughs> but by the time um, this young employee finishes his time here, they will be ready for work. Um, and they'll know exactly what they're doing in the next job. So we set them up, we tee them up for the next job. Holly, Peter, thank you very much for talking about good business on the DBNN News uh, podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. The Digital Business News Network brings you more good business stories at dbnn.news. Please contact us if you have or know a business that deserves to have its story told. I'm Drew Hendry. Thanks for listening.